2: Hey, everybody out there, Rock is not dead, it's hiding, and you're listening to Cobras and Fire with Gunnar Nelson, your close personal friend.
0: fire I'm your host loose cannon along with the dreamy eyed Baco how are you sir'm dealing with a pretty heavy man crush loose how about you ah not as much as you mm. but uh you know everybody has their preferences right <laughs> yeah apparently I like blonde men with <laughs> yes you do chest tattoos. I didn't even notice that. See, I'm just not sure about you lately. But I uh, might have to have a sit-down with, with Amy one-on-one, uh, private style, when, when I visit you. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, she's probably down with that. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so we're about to unleash a interview episode down yep. at the Rock and Pod Expo in Nashville about a week or so ago. Correct. Um, with who? Gunnar Nelson, one of our all-time
1: favorites. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> we've had I'll a little fun what. at his expense, but
0: wasn't it, his interview was pretty amazing? Don't you think? Absolutely, the guy is well trained. Uh, why don't you summarize it? He
1: literally is exactly what you know someone who's interviewing somebody is looking for in an in interviewee. He is well spoken, coherent, has an answer, and can take up uh, you know more time than the question. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and also if you don't have that many questions beforehand, he certainly, you know. Yeah, um, I think we we
1: we opened with one question, and then everything after that was just like based on what he you know follow up questions with what he was talking about. So,
0: in other words, it wasn't as much an interview as it was a conversation. Would not you say? Yeah, no, and he
1: was a very interesting dude. So, so yeah, you know, yeah, surprising Definitely. to me,
0: but I've never you know just because I've never really dug that deep into what he, he's done. Exactly. So, you know, kind of an overview of what, what the interview is about. He talks about his time in Nashville, which has been, what, 20 years now? 23. 15, 23 years. And how he left uh, L.A. and project he's involved in, kind yeah. of like scrap metal. Abandoned his twin brother in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from Nelson, and then came here and did, and recently has done projects like Scrap Metal, which is like an all-star band that he'll go into that you've seen mm-hmm. twice, right? And you're about gonna to see him it. three times. Yes. Okay, you'll see him the third time next weekend, and that sounds pretty cool. The guitar-oriented lineup of that, but he'll go into that. And what else did he talk about? Oh, rock motivational speaker. Yes. And he
1: also uh, he uh, he refused to take uh to be played off by the the staff at the expo he was like i'm here guys i'm here for you screw that
0: oh that's right he was actually he do he did he did he wanted to, uh, i was like you gotta go he's like uh no i'm sitting here and they'll wait <laughs> 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 they were late they were late yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah, that's they're, probably they're, enough they're,
1: huh? i mean people yeah. even if you don't like Gunnar nelson or the band nelson i got a feeling you're gonna like this interview because well we're the ones asking the questions but he is such a uh well talkative chat and chap and just an overall good guy i think
0: yeah so without without further ado here's gunner we're here with probably the best
1: looking man in uh in uh at least in this room where uh where is he <laughs> Uh Gunnar Nelson, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks, the fellas, I appreciate Warrior it. Podcast.
2: All right, thank you. It's good to be here. Good to be here. It's a crazy event. My uh I know it's their first year, but it's my first time ever doing something like this. But uh, for all the listeners out there, if you're hearing ambient noise and people, it's not it's not from a can. It's the real deal there. are All kinds of rockers walking around. Yep. And um, the only I guess you guys—the next thing, to next best thing to being there—you're on a podcast, so let's rock and roll.
1: Right on. Um, and you were just telling me that you're in—you're uh, a 23-year resident of Nashville now. Yeah, I was
2: born and raised in Los Angeles, and about 23 years ago, I started coming here to do some songwriting with some friends who not only wrote country, but they wrote pop as well and rock. And a lot of people started moving here because the quality of life was so high. And having been born and raised in Los Angeles, I just noticed that everything in that town had been changing over the years. It had gotten really, really crowded. When I was a kid there were literally a third to a fourth uh, less people in in town in los angeles i mean you okay. used to be able to get around and stuff and i noticed about this town that like los angeles is really about the acting you know someone is working with you in a restaurant or oh, something like that about the music yeah well they're they're working on a screenplay or they're going out on auditions for acting roles here uh, music is is to Nashville what acting is to Los Angeles. Yeah. It's a music town. It really legitimately is. So I kind of felt like, you know, for the first time I wasn't swimming against the current. And I had a lot of like-minded people here that were writing songs and going out on the road and, and doing all this stuff, and they just lived for music. And, and I just felt like I was home, finally.
1: Seems almost like a hidden gem for rock and roll, too. Like, it has such a country reputation, but there's a lot of great you know, rock coming out of here.
2: I'm funny, you know, it's not as or much... We're coming to it, anyway. Right, right. There's not as much uh, all about country here anymore. It hasn't really been for about 10 years. Yeah. A lot of the guys that are out on the road playing with your your Keith Urbans have all been in great rock bands, too. Yeah, okay. They've got really, really great chops. Um, this town, unlike Los, Los Angeles, I've got a lot of friends that are still in L.A. L.A.'s really much more about the pose. And the musicians around here, man, everybody really knows how to play. They know how to throw down. Yeah. I mean, if you can't if you can't really, really play guitar, you won't last very long here. You yeah, know. I mean, you'll, we saw two
0: uh, random local bands outside the pre Oh, phenomenal I bet They're called they're Tip and Denman but Never heard of them But
2: they were spot on You can walk down On Broadway Here in Nashville Any time of the day Any day of the week yep. And you'll listen To amazing live music yeah. And you won't really know But a lot of these people I mean if they're doing that During the week Just for fun A lot of times On the weekends They're out with Absolutely A-level National touring acts And doing all that stuff They're just keeping Their chops hot You know Right so, what about your brother? Is he here then? Too? Yeah, Matt's here. Um, my twin brother Matthew moved here about four years ago, actually five years now. Uh, we live about five miles away from each other, which is cool. Um, it took him a lot longer to get out here for a variety of reasons. I think you know it's normal for a lot of people, if, you, if you've just been doing one thing the same way for a long period of time, you don't really question why you're why you're doing it right. just you just yes all you really know and i think my brother actually took a little longer to get away from that and give this particular town a chance and what i explained it to him is you know we've got a great airport la is only four hours away new york is two hours away chicago's yeah. an hour away you can get anywhere you need to go sure mm-hmm.
1: now uh, are you both in scrap metal you both are right uh, well
2: no actually scrap metal's is mine Sc- scrap metal's is my thing right. Matthew does perform in Scrap Metal.
1: Was he I've seen Scrap Metal twice in yep. Hinckley, Minnesota.
2: Yes, yes uh, we've, the Grand we've, Rock done, Timber. Um, we've done. We've uh, done Rock Timber at the Grand Casino in Hinckley and Scrap Metal's gonna be there again on the 9th of September. I'll see you there. So yes. That'd be awesome. It's uh, it's actually the sixth year. That Scrap Metal has played so you've, every year. In you played that. We have, and we've changed up the lineup every time. Yeah, that's what we actually really love doing with Scrap Metal. For people who don't know, Scrap Metal is uh, we're a collection of friends. Uh, all of us are lead singers that have had hits that you know all the words to. And the philosophy is we don't make you listen through any album tracks. It's all hits that you know the words okay. to. So uh, the cast revolves. Okay. It changes uh, changes based on availability and also what the buyer really wants. Mm-hmm. This year, what we're doing is something that's more of a Guitar Heroes-themed event. So, uh, unlike we've done any other year, this year we've got George Lynch. Oh, really? From, from Dokken and Oni Logan. We have Pat Travers. Mm-hmm. We have Barry Goudreau from Boston. Okay. We have Michael Sweet, who was also the singer in Boston, but of course in Striper. Yeah. And, uh, and we have Elliot Easton from The Cars.
1: Oh, that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. And they only have us for an hour, and before you know it... You know, just uh, everyone's done two or three hits, but I mean, I can't wait to actually. I'm
0: just trying to imagine. So, uh, everybody, all the guitars on stage. Oh, right? No, here's
2: what, here's how it works. On this particular one, we have, uh, we're we're in the the core band, okay. and each one of these stars comes out on one at one oh, right. at a time. Yeah, never it. Okay. yeah, and does their thing. Okay. It's a it's a good question. I mean, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna come out on a Jeff Beck song for the last one with everybody there, but that will be the only time that everybody's on stage mm-hmm. at the same time. But, you know, I, I describe a scrap metal day. It's as much fun as you can have with your clothes on. We have a great time. <laughs> sure. And for the musicians, what's really great, you know, all of us are out with our own bands. We're out doing our, our set. A lot of us are doing, are doing a set that we've done the same way yeah. for years and years and years. And when you're doing a scrap metal thing, for me as a player, it's great because it keeps me fresh. I have to learn all of this material note for note. And I've gotten to actually technically using air quotes here. Um be in bands that I grew up loving yeah. you, even if for one or two songs sure, sure. but you know when you're looking over and you know shoot I'm, I'm in Slaughter for a minute or I'm in Winger or I've been in Warrant or you know Jimmy Jameson God bless him rest his soul uh, I got to be in Survivor I, I mean I've got to do all this stuff yeah. I've got to jam with Lita Ford uh, things like that I, n- I never would have gotten a chance to do and, how and do you
1: guys how do you rehearse for that though I mean you're like, you can't obviously get together for no a we d- weeks. And, and
2: we don't uh, we're, we're all at the at the level you're all that good no we're just at the level where you know we, we actually coordinate yeah. um, through the internet through email and all that here's the set list here are the keys we're doing them in know it and everybody is expected to show up mm-hmm. and know it note for note now for our guest stars, there's really no pressure on them because they're playing their own songs they're playing their own tunes you know unless they want to join one of the other cast members For I mean and that's happened a lot like Brad Whitford was playing with us last year and of course he was he was with uh, Derek St. Holmes and that was great but Pat Travers has always been a fan and wanted to join Brad for an Aerosmith song so you know that just happens in the moment but you get a lot of magic that way a lot of that spontaneity it's, it's a way for for us to get out of that groove that for a lot of us has become a rut you know, when you're singing your memories and you're doing all that stuff, and you, you've just done it the same way yeah. night after night, you know it's kind of nice for all of us to get together as friends and kind of, kind of connect with the same kind of reason or through the same reason that we all got into music in the first place. We we're just excited about rock and roll, and we love playing tunes, and we get to hang out with our friends and be in front of a large audience, and uh, you know, basically celebrating the rock that got us into it for the first in the first place.
1: It's great. You know, one thing that. Um, blew me away at the last year's show is that you opened with a Hurricane Alice song uh-huh. and they're not exactly I mean it's it's their hit but it's not exactly a well known track. I mean I played it on one of our podcasts and a couple of people were like you know who Hurricane that, yeah, Well, well
2: do you actually know Bruce Yeah I know Bruce and Bruce is an awesome guy and great singer still he's a great singer and, and it was a, a pleasure to actually get to play with him. And you know we've done some uh, some shows with with uh, guys that have had you know hits that we're at the tail end of the whole MTV thing, mm-hmm. and had they, ha, you know, had they come out a little earlier, perhaps they would have had sure. a little more life to that. Yep. But to uh, to Bruce, Bruce was just a pleasure, you know. And, and we were turned on to Bruce through John Domigal, who who handles the band. He's the agent for the band, and Bruce Nauman actually works with John Domagol and, and mentioned that. And you know, it was really great for me because I got to learn that song. I got to play the guitar parts on it, and over the years I mean we've been doing this about 10 years now and the cast has grown and grown look I'm a giant George Lynch fan yeah. and getting a chance to actually do a gig with George That's and with Oni cool. is great I mean last time I actually got to tour with him Nelson was on tour with Cinderella and Lynch Mob back in 1991 right. and that was absolutely phenomenal George was getting a lot of crap from his record company <laughs> because we were, a po- we were a pop band or perceived as a pop band but we were doing really really well at the time and um again I was just this huge fan at the beginning I kind of got a little bit of the cold shoulder from George until George saw our guitar player Brett Garson perform and Brett was just kind of a freak now mind you going back to that time that was a day and age when everyone's guitar player could beat up on the other guy's guitar player Mm -hmm. it was like this battle of guitar heroes no one sounds like George Lynch George Lynch could pick up a hondo guitar and play through a pod and still sound like George it's all in his fingers our guy Brett Garson No one was playing like him. I mean, he wasn't a blues guy. He was playing like Alan Holdsworth, very legato. Um, He's just just a really amazing guitar player that we got from John Farnham's band in Australia. We actually imported him. They became fast friends on the road. And they were, you know, showing each other just different licks and all that kind of stuff. And they were, you know, guitar peers, which was cool. After that tour was over, I got a call one day from George, apparently it was a typical Wednesday and the morning of a session he was supposed to have with Don, he got in a big fight with Don and he wanted to <laughs> piss him off so he's like...
0: You got in a fight know, with Don? Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, he, and he asked us to come down. He asked me to come down and sing the lead vocals on a, on a single for his Sacred Groove record and so we did and uh, Matthew sang back up on it and it was really cool and uh, I've always been a Docking fan so these are the things that I get to do. Yeah. So it's important to note man. I'm a fan like everybody else I love this music and uh, just getting to tour and getting to meet all these folks you know occasionally we got a chance to jump on stage with them at the end of a show on a tour uh-huh. but I, I kind of created Scrap Metal so I could I could force that every single sure. show that we do
1: uh, I think they just gave us a five minute us,
0: they gave us a cue so. um, who gave who a cue? Uh, I guess you're
2: supposed to be...
1: Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, you w- know what?
2: They can't do the podcast in another booth without me there. All right. So I'm here for you guys. I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm well, sitting down. They were late, so you know you, what? What are you doing now? Uh, a lot of stuff. Well, we're doing scrap metal. Right. Um, Nelson is back out on tour. We just played the Iowa State Fair about a week ago. Okay. Anybody from the original band? Um, no, it's just me and Matthew. Yeah? yeah just, I mean, obviously. just me and you. Matthew. Well, everybody else, I... I um, well,
1: Bobby's with Lita I, now. I hooked
2: up Bobby with the Lita Ford gig, uh, yeah, which is great. great. I mean, he, he's the one that got the gig, but, right. you know, Miss Lita called driver. me up and said she was having drum tryouts, and I said, well, you're just going to waste your time if you're going to do that. I've got your drummer for you. Yeah. And uh, and we went back and forth, and then the first time she met Bobby, it was just the perfect fit. He's just such a great guy. Bobby's family. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he's, he's out on that gig. Uh, Brett Garson moved back to Australia he's now the musical director of their version of America's Got Talent of course it's called Australia's Got Talent mm-hmm. Paul Merkovich went on our keyboard player Manny's been the musical director for he started out with Cher after us but uh, he was he's the guy who does all the music for The Voice now so he's ascended to TV stardom and uh, Joey Cathcart's retired so other than that it's just me and Matt but we're out there with Nelson our band is uh, Jeff Bowders on drums from Puddle of Mud. Okay. We have um, Howie Simon from Alcatraz on guitar. <laughs> oh,
1: wow, you're going back there. And we
2: have um, we have a, a new guy that I, I found named Scotty Bratcher, who's probably the best blues guitar player and singer I've ever met. And uh, and so we're working on Nelson stuff. Of course, always going out doing the Ricky Nelson Remember Dates, which we love to do in honor of our father. And it's a totally different turn, man. Sure. I get to, get to play the James Burton Telecaster stuff, which is yeah. fine, keeps me sharp. Uh, we do a Christmas show, and and I've got a new. Uh, I've got a new Southern Rock thing together that can't really talk about because it's not together yet. Wow. But hopefully this time next year, it, it'll be something to talk about. talk
0: about. You said so you have a new what, a, Southern a Southern
2: Rock trip Southern rock, okay. with with the same Scotty Bratcher that's also in Nelson. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: You got. You're obviously busy then. Uh,
2: you know, keeping it busy and, and uh, you know, going back. I mean, there's some gigs that we're going to do that. You know, basically, it's it's celebrating the memories that we all have. Mm-hmm. You know, going out and doing a Nelson show. Right. No right. one really wants to hear new Nelson music. We did three records for Frontiers and. And it was great, and I'm proud of them, and they're wonderful, but people want to hear the hits. So, you know, go out and do those. Mm-hmm. Uh, still get to do those hits again in scrap metal and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the the stuff I'm really excited about as far as the growth side of what I do is really that new Southern rock trip that we're tentatively calling the Stone Canyon Band. And I'm, I'm excited about it. It's the best stuff I've ever written. And uh, having a good time putting that together.
1: Have you ever thought about teaching a class to up-and-coming wannabe or not wannabe up-and-coming rock stars on how to actually do an interview? (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) Uh, You guys have a hard time sometimes. Yeah,
1: you know, it's uh, you 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 answer questions perfectly, eloquently. You're loud. uh, No, thank you. Yes, it's. uh, Thank you.
2: Um, You know, I it's. You should. I got (laughs) got to be honest with you. You know, if if I were to sit down and, and talk to anybody that wanted to get into our business now. Guys, I wouldn't know what to tell them.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, I really honestly wouldn't. When I started out, there was kind of a formula, you know, where you you had the vision oh, for sure. a trip. You um, put a band together, started writing songs, started doing club shows, building your following. You got the attention of a record company who signed you to a demo deal, then a real deal. You made a record that they hopefully released. And hopefully you made an MTV video that caught on, and then you went on tour, and you were a huge star. There's none of that going on these days. It's uh, it's the Wild West all over again. So when uh, when well, for the last five five or ten years, the only way for a new kid to get heard was really being a karaoke artist on a TV show, and having somebody, if they did win that show, granted everybody would know who they were. But you had some producer from that show who owned those people for the next seven years of their lives. I, I, I for one, would never counsel somebody to go that route because I'm really much more of a, of a slow burn kind of guy. I don't think anything Gibbons ever appreciated. Mm-hmm. I think that there's no substitute for moving your own gear, for driving to the shows, for dealing with crappy promoters, for getting stiffed on gigs. All that stuff that everybody that you're talking to today has under their belts i don't think a lot of kids really understand that that's a huge part of it when a lot of kids can go out and get a dj kit from guitar center and you know put together a dj trip and the next thing you know they're paris hilton and they're making 750 grand a gig it's not our world we do what we do because we love music we do what we do because we write our experiences into our songs that hopefully the fans can connect with and make a part of their lives. That's why we do what we do. It's not for the money. It's not for the fame. It's not for any of that. You know, you leave your loved ones at home. You eat bad food. You sleep in bed bug hotels and all that stuff. And it's every day is a slog, but you can't wait to do it again the next day. And here after all these years, I still feel the same way about music. I'm still excited when I'm on to a new song that I, I think is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not anybody ever gets to hear the song, the reason why I'm doing it is because... It's just what I do, and it's what my family's done for the last hundred years.
1: That's amazing. Do you have any uh, final thoughts? No, just that's great to hear as
0: far as uh, like slugging it out because a lot of the bands, we, our, our podcast is all about featuring new bands, and we talk awesome. about a lot of uh New artists that talk about that they don't even go
2: into hotels. They use 24-hour fitness to shower.
0: Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so like that. You know, you, the, the YMCA,
2: body. the whole thing. thing. I got it. Right. Yeah. And
0: that's the world. Uh-huh. So, I get it. And they're great and yeah, up and coming. You
2: know what? All I can say is any advice that I have is that somebody is going to go number one every single week. Yeah. It might as well be you. You know, you're one yes away from a completely different life. Yeah, that's true. And if you quit, you're never going to get that Yes. You know, and uh, it, this is not a business for everybody but I'm not being discouraging I'm saying there is a reason why people are successful and they stay successful there's absolutely no substitute for tenacity and just, you just can't give up you're going you're gonna to have your friends and your family and all these well-meaning people saying my god the odds are so against you that you're never going to do it and all that just put that in your bag of power and keep slogging it out get better with your plan get better with your writing And one day, hopefully, a song's going to connect with somebody that, uh, or with the people out there that's going to change your life.
1: So you actually do know what you want to say. Yes. It's it's perfect. Well, Uh,
2: what I'm not able to do is I'm not able to give anybody kind of like a... I'm not able to give anybody a guideline saying, here's step A, step B, step step C. No, no, I got you. I was being a little joking. No, no, there's just no one way to do it anymore. But I look at this environment that we're in as an opportunity, just like the Wild West was. There are people Mm -hmm. that were striking it rich. And you know it's that whole he who dares wins thing there are no rules so make your own right on be the first one out there to come up with some idea to promote your band that no one's thought about before and not nice only fans. yeah, there you go and not only be successful promoting your band
1: <laughs> oh, jerk socks but you know um if you're if you're
2: really really smart it's like all the people that got successful during the gold rush here in america uh, they're the ones that were selling the pickaxes mm-hmm. and the tin pans and the blue jeans and all that stuff. Get your band successful, but if you're really smart, you come up with a new way to promote and do all that stuff. Trademark that sucker and make money off of everybody else too. That's all I can
0: say. See, you, I have a second career as a, mock, a rock motivational speaker. I
2: am the rock and roll Tony Robbins. Yes. Damn it! Thank
0: Let's you very go, much, yes. Gunner. It Let's was see. a pleasure. Thank have you fun.
2: so much.